everybody. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Pearl Dialogues. My name is Wazi, and together with Alien, I host this podcast where we have conversations with teachers of the Diamond Approach. If this is your first episode, the Diamond Approach is a school that is centered around exploring the true nature of reality, going deep, and the adventure of consciousness, the adventure of being here, human, alive. In our episode today, I have a conversation with Kara Vangen, who has been in the school for 26 years. And it is a very special episode to me. And we go deep into the topic of human integration and development. We talk about our multidimensional nature as human beings. We talk about how we can expand or develop our capacity to be present and to really work with our history to become more free in ourselves, to become more authentic. We also touch upon the state of the world, a very interesting topic in my opinion. And as always, I invite you to be present listening to this. And at the end, if you feel moved, you are very welcome to share and subscribe. With that, I say thank you, and I hope you find some value in this conversation. I'm experiencing so much light being here with you. It's my my head center, like beaming somehow with in, in your presence. It's a very and simultaneously, I do want to just want to bring you in my personal process because it allows me to really land deeper with you. Yes, and I I just invite that. Hmm. You know, I know it's called Pearl Dialogue, so I want I invite you to be completely be yourself. That's what I'm more comfortable with. I... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That touches me so deeply when you say, I allow you or I invite you and I encourage you and I really want you to be yourself. You know, that's such a precious mm -hmm. and deep and meaningful uh, transmission and invitation <laughs> right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... Just in, you know, the following what I shared about uh, my personal process, what I notice is calling me forth and, and really speaking my curiosity is your work around the divine feminine. Mm. That I feel is very much alive for me. And the question uh, around what is the divine feminine for you and what is your perspective and perception of the divine feminine? Well, you know, in some sense, it it's more of I have more of a felt sense of it, mm. and the, and of course I've been teaching in in that tradition too mm. for many years since I was a very young woman. So there's a lot of concepts, yeah. but in some sense, gender for me has become free of concepts in some ways. And what I look at more is like divine principles. And I feel like the sacred feminine is, um, there's an integration there in terms of, for me, spirit in form. And that every, every action is a movement of the divine 
every action in form. So if I'm watering a plant or I'm walking or I'm working or I'm cooking, it, it, it feels like there, it, it's an outflow from my form, my, my being in my form. But it's also, so there's a sense of less hierarchy between mind, heart, and body, and more of a full integration. And that every moment is practice, which, you know, flows with all, almost all lovely spiritual traditions that I've heard of, but I, and it's non-hierarchical in some sense. There's more of a sense of collaboration and welcome of collaboration yeah so that's um that's off the cuff and i don't know how that lands on you i'm curious um i i feel a lot of love in my heart i feel a tremendous amount of love and it's almost to say I feel that I, I I don't know if I'm feeling what you're feeling or what you're transmitting because there is such a potent flow and stream of energy and presence that is moving toward uh, through my soul and it has this mm. quality of divinity it has this quality of being very luminous Mm. yeah and in of itself it has also an orgasmic quality uh, oh that sounds lovely yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me either that's you know me either yeah mm. but i love that and it's here so now to welcome that yeah and you say that this um the notion of gender has or the maybe maybe the fixed perception of gender has dissolved more and you're working more with principle uh did i understand you correctly when you when you brought that in gender versus principle yes Could you elaborate it on feels that? well it feels um like I feel that it's holographic or there's a sense of the totality that many things are true simultaneously. Mm. And so at this point in time, um, gender is extremely important to human beings. Mm. It's, and it needs to be, we need to stay with this dialogue, this unfolding that's happening and to keep discriminating and some of us need certain things and others of us don't in terms of definition but i'm here in some sense for the long haul and holding it in the communities that i am in with some curiosity and i understand biology Mm. you know and and, you know that's just a fact you can you can see that Mm. but i also understand that there's so many other aspects of the human being that are still undiscovered and unfolding. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of our, um, there's a buy-in, the binary in our condition, 
is so much based in conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. And ancestor energy that we have inherited. So I feel like we'll be working on that collectively for quite a while. And there's a lot of pain there and suffering. So I'm just, I walk with it as a more of an open question and a sense of I'm a learning and I do not know yet. Mm. Oh, that is so beautiful. And walking with it as an open question with that sense of curiosity, uh, <laughs> that perspective and that attitude in of itself really touches me so deeply when you, when you speak it. And another mm, principle that comes to mind is the notion of multidimensionality, of understanding yeah. ourselves as being multidimensional. And this, yes. for myself, on my own path, has been so important for freeing myself to be myself even more fully and also resolving the many inner conflicts and paradoxes that I was experiencing uh, mm. and seeing how there are multiple layers to myself. And when I could see that and acknowledge that and honor each layer for what it is, that brought a sense of integration and freedom and openness and possibility. Mm. Yes. Well said. I and I really feel the love in that. Mm. Yeah. And the love, it, it actually feels like the love behind that flowing through that. Mm. Yeah. And allowing that multiplicity to be there and the freedom in it. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And when you say listening behind the words where it's coming from, I notice how that highlighted that love even more and it became even more foreground so do you understand what i'm saying yes of course, of course. yes it's almost as naming it invokes it in some sense yeah, yeah the power of naming something yeah, mm -hmm. it's so fascinating the power of naming something and mm -hmm. that is something that is very uh, a very important aspect of, of the work that we're doing within the diamond approach as well, uh, would you say? Yes, mm. I agree. Articulation. Articulation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bringing things to consciousness from the subconscious and the unconscious. Yes. And hearing ourselves speak. Mm. That's just, it's like it illuminates it. It's like the words and the concepts and the core beliefs, like are sitting right here in the field in front of us. And we can feel almost like the energy of the concept or the belief, and we can feel the reverberation and it gets more clarified. Mm. So it's powerful, the process of inquiry. Mm. Uh, it's so simple, but it's so um, potent. Yeah. Extremely potent, yeah. Definitely. And from what I gather, you've been in this work for a long time. And then eventually you came into the diamond approach and started to practice inquiry in this type of way. What's, what's been your journey? If you were to share a bit about your story coming to where you're at and, 
and some of the checkpoints or maybe some of the experiences that yeah brought you to where you are today. Mm. Well, I have been in this school for 26 years and a teacher for six years, mm. six or seven. Uh, I don't really keep track, but I did look that up. So um, I'm a newer teacher. So I'm still learning about being in the teacher's seat. But in terms of inner work, that's been, there's been an ongoing thread since childhood. Hmm. You know, a, a sense of coming in and, and remembering, never losing something, a certain kind of knowing that fueled my journey as a child and a teenager. And, you know, exploring different paths and soaking up the goodness in each of those paths and the learning and, you know, feeling like I was where I was supposed to be at the time. And then it, it seemed like um, what became clear for me, um, despite all the healing work that I was doing, was I needed a path that had a way to really provide integration, you know, like my boots or my shoes or my feet on the ground so that what I was learning spiritually and psychologically, I was actually able to, there was that rub between the learning and practice and my life. And I really found that in the diamond approach, you know, just the, the simplicity of the form the practices and even the container when you're on retreat, you, you know, it's, of course, they, we mix it up a little bit and, you know, there's a different um, energy in each teaching, but, you know, the form is pretty simple. Meditate, a teaching, a practice and Q and C. And I really appreciated that over time because it kept what I felt or what I observed, it kept a lot of the ego out of it. Mm. You know, I teach in another school where there's a lot of creativity. And it's almost as if a practice or um, the container continually changes shape. And sometimes because of the development of the teacher, which is myself, that can be beautiful. And sometimes it can be, there can be some distortion in it. And it can go in a strange direction. So what I've noticed about the diamond approach and what I felt an affinity for right away is just like the simplicity of the form. And then as I stayed with it, I um, felt a settling in, like I can relax here. You know, I there's really deep holding here. There's a precision. There's an integrity here. Yeah. So, and I also feel the organicity, you know, being in the school for a long time, just seeing the growth that's happened, which is so important to me. You know, that energy of as things in the, as the teacher body changes, as the student body changes, as the times we are in change. You know, the, there's a pristineness to the teaching, but yet there's also a flu, 
fluidity and openness and a sense of rising to meet what's present in the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that provides a lot of relaxation for my soul. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really feel the the depth and the the true depth of your words and the considerations you made coming into this teaching when you speak of integrity, simplicity, relaxation, integration, and your emphasis on on that. I can really feel the both the the principle of it, but also the humanity that comes through in those considerations. Mm. And yes. Is, and 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 uh, yeah, it, it, it feels so. Like the word "important" comes to me. The word "important." Um, I don't know how it links exactly, but I was moved to ask you. Um, what do you have anything in your life that you feel has a quality of importance? The quality of importance, significance in terms of importance. Mm. Well, the first thing that always comes to mind is I'm a mother. I have a young adult daughter, and um, just that uh, that love for this other soul is so significant and um i can feel just i can i feel a lot of lightness just discussing that being a mother has you know been you know one of my greatest joys and watching this the soul unfold and um so that's one thing the other thing is my relationship with the natural world with nature which is just such so profound and such a support and daily medicine that I take in to regulate and integrate. And um, for me, it's an expression of the love of um, my love for the divine, for the absolute. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah I can feel the depth in that as well. And you bring in a new or uh, another dimension here the dimension of the absolute mm -hmm. can you speak to that well i think you would there was a question that um you and Eileen gave me or give all of us is you know what's something like what's alive for you right now um and what came up for me is usually what's alive for me is what i'm teaching or what I've just been taught mm. and maybe something like right in the middle, the two are, um, you know, working, I'm working with both, you know, as a human, as a soul, but the absolute, the ground of um, being what I am aware of right now is just, you know, that question of being in the world and, but yet not of it is the outflowing of, being and presence the soul from the absolute ground 
into um, form and into the world. Yeah. And this phrase always comes up for me in terms of the world. It's like us looking back at us, that dialectic between the world and daily life and the collective and human beings thoughts, you know, their sufferings, the actions, everything that's taking place on the planet right now. And then that ground of being. Yeah. And feeling like a, an expression of the absolute that over time, you know, definitely at this point in time and as in this location is um, enlightening, not enlightened. Mm. So, but feeling myself as an expression of that absolute ground and the love for the world. Yeah. Mm love for as i am here now yeah. in form yeah i'm supposed to be here we all are mm. so how does the absolute ground be here on this planet with others why am i here mm. so that comes up for me quite often and i don't know if that even answers your question yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on one level I'm speechless and I reckon part of that is I started to contemplate the absolute myself while you were yes. so there was a parallel yes. going on I was receiving the transmission mm -hmm. and contemplating and the word nothing comes to me or the the absence of anything mm -hmm. yet at the same time it is the source of everything yes yeah that holy mystery right mm. yeah that how can it be nothing and everything simultaneously at the same time yeah oh. yeah and, <laughs> and and meet itself through different vehicles and through, through different instruments so it's bringing this perspective or perception of unity into the field as well as we as we start speaking about it up until this point i real i've really felt like the depth of love which i feel to be a sense of divine love that is very much infusing this space and really saturates mm -hmm. our field and from the get-go when i tuned into you i could also feel your personalness like the pearly uh, expression that you are and how that shines through so powerfully and so beautifully uh, this is my mm. oh. sense of it and then also now bringing in the notion of the absolute which has a characteristic of singularity brings the notion of high a very high form of union that that also came into the field so speaking about multidimensionality i feel all these mm -hmm. facets and aspects and dimensions of realities manifesting simultaneously it's touching to for me to watch you um to sit with you as you describe your experience mm. yeah i can 
I'm feeling this quality of loving in in the field coming in and very aware of, which is a cue for me of just the, the deep black wall behind you. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I'm curious how as we just sit with this, how you know, how it feels for you right now in the moment. Light being, light being, being light. That's that's my scent and the sense of it. And simultaneously there is this I feel or the word that comes to to me is something that is undefinable so indefinite yet at the same time mm. so alive mm. and i can also see the mind's tendency of wanting to define and wanting to yeah define define what's happening but when that comes into play and if i identify with that then there is a contraction that happens and there uh, that brings a sense of tension while if i simply allow myself to be as i am there is that sense of freedom and openness and also a sense of delicacy uh, that very much is reverberating throughout my body and my whole soul field Mm. i'm really curious about that delicacy you, you mentioned that earlier. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder about that. Is <laughs> <laughs> this deep, pristine sense of pleasure? Oh. It has this very quality of being uh, sacred. Sacred. There is an element of it being sacred, a sacred kind of pleasure. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel that in in right now in myself. Yeah, as you were speaking, I could feel it in like a column, like in my heart up into my throat and into the back of my head, mm. my occiput. Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel this sense of welcome. Mm. You know, like to welcome that energy and to welcome you. Yeah. Welcome myself. And I also am aware of whoever might listen to this to to welcome them too. Yes. Yes, I'm very aware of um, that this um, podcast or perhaps part of your mission is to connect to and reach out to new students Mm -hmm. in the work. Is, Is that correct? That's correct. That's a part of it, yes. Yes, and just really feeling um, some affinity for that mission. And I work with a lot of younger folks in their 20s and 30s and have for a long time, even when I was in my 20s and 30s. So I just feel the import, the significance is maybe the right word of of that and just wanted to um, make things accessible. Yeah. And welcoming for folks. Yeah. Yeah, that rings very deep in my heart when you what you speak of. And I, I feel that sense of mutual resonance with everything you shared right now in terms of welcoming everyone who's listening, the audience, and 
all the ears and hearts and minds this this episode will touch and and uh, yeah meet <laughs> mm. for sure mm. and again i i see that immediately when we speak now this notion or this perspective of being in the world but not of the world comes to me and before we came on I asked you if there are some something I asked you if there's something that you are particularly curious about or that's particularly in life alive for you and you know you, you uh, spoke about that perspective which is very central to the diamond approach and I started contemplating it myself but I would love to hear more of what you've discovered on your path of being with that and yeah what what you've discovered being with that and also what what you said before how it has changed over time as well yes yes hmm. well how it has changed over time is just, you know, seeing, you know, I think I spoke earlier about that thread, a certain kind of knowing as a child and uh, seeking and looking for some, I guess I would say exemplars or some sort of um, energy that I, I could feel inside myself, looking for outer expressions of it and searching for that. And that thread has it continued through my teenage years and college. And then, you know, I immediately from college went into, um, start, I started actively doing spiritual studies. And um, it did my, that seeking quality, that looking for something, it expresses it through itself, through doing inner work. It has, and I imagine that, you know, that flame that sometimes we talk about, that inner flame, that heart flame, that channel that just really wants to know what is this all about? Who am I? Why am I here? I want to go home. You know, I want to know myself. I want to understand the suffering, the craziness that's here. You know, I want to understand the beauty. I want to understand the complexity of other human beings, how they can sometimes be so um lovely and five minutes later so um hard to be around you know that these questions that we all have i had those questions and one of the ways i um i think i dived in was in my work as a social worker and i worked for many years with adults with very serious mental health problems who had um socioeconomic problems um, housing problems, um, a lot of isolation, a lot of trauma. And so I was more of a boots on the ground front line social worker working in the community. And really that what I learned, is, what I learned is um, divinity is in every one, no matter how difficult um, their, their surface is, 
and learning to sit with and practice as a social worker became integrated with my spiritual practice. And that sense of I am another thyself and that there is no separation between this location and that location. Even if the surface looks very different and our lives have been very different. And I had experiences after one after another that um, bore out. You know, if we inquire and we have an ongoing open-ended inquiry throughout your life and you work with folks that are um, experiencing maybe the most difficult that the human journey has to offer, and yet their belovedness is evident, and actually all they're wanting you to do sometimes is to sit with them and part the veils and say, I see you. I see that you're there. I can't fix all this, but I see that you're there. I had many encounters where folks responded to that. And that really has informed that, that dialectic with being in the world and not of it. So very clear in the diamond approach, it's, um, yeah, we have to do our own work. We have to part and rend our own veils, metabolize our own conditioning our own reactivity, our history. But we also, um, it's not about sitting on a mountaintop unless that's actually your path. It's, a, it's about um, living a life and taking what you know to be true out into daily life. And so my work has informed me all along the way. And as especially as the world right now is so difficult, it's a difficult place. I really get a sense of, you know, how worthy that keeping some part of our being, our gaze turned towards what's here, really what's here, yeah, and being in a dialectic and not turning away from what's here. And that's different than reacting to it or being addicted to news stories or just stories of difficulty and staying glued to your tv monitor or to your computer but really being with it yeah so that's what i'm learning right now that's my learning edge and i have a sense in some ways for bulk of the school that's the school's learning edge too mm. wow and yes something that stands out for me you said in the beginning how the divine is in everybody, irrespective mm -hmm. of how what their surface may be like. Which brings in that sense mm -hmm. of multidimensionality, which is so useful because that is then we can really reconnect with what truly unites us, that deeper love and that deeper awareness, that deeper light that is at the core of who we are and how <sighs> as human beings, there is that sense of equality. So it brings that sense of equality and how some of us are served, yeah, very difficult conditions to, to grow up in and how that can create, create a very chaotic life, a disharmonious yeah. body. And being with that every day is, it can, I mean, just the amount of suffering that is in that, not having direction, being stuck mm -hmm. with or, or fixed in a body that, 
that is contracted due to not having received or have, ha, has uh, been violated or not having it needs met in childhood and so forth. So I just want to mirror and speak to, 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 the, to the depth mm. of that mm, emphasis of seeing the beloved in everyone and how we have different surfaces, but we are all of the same substance fundamentally. And also, I have seen, and I know in my own self, and I know generally that being with what is can be so difficult um, for so many of us, right? And so challenging being with yeah. the moment in its bare immediacy in what is actually happening on a kinesthetic level, on a mental level, on an emotional level, really being in the moment without numbing ourselves or distracting ourselves or getting pulled away into narratives and stories that disconnects us from our experience. Yes. So my question is, for people listening to this, how can, do you have any words or sharing around how we can grow in our capacity to be with ourselves, and, and what is needed for that process to, hmm, yeah, for that to become easier and maybe it doesn't become easier, but maybe, you know, you see what I'm speaking from. <laughs> I do. I do. And I can see that this, this, um, me bringing this in so fully, it's put us like right on that edge, yeah. a little bit on that edge and where those things where our reactivity and our, our, um, some of our helplessness in the face of our own difficulty and maybe the outer difficulty, how that can come forward and we can feel like stopped, stopped, mm. um, my sense of it is the is to practice the practice that's what i lean into and turn towards is my practice and my practices the inner work um whether it's this path or another i like this path in its completeness you know the practices of sitting meditation and uh, inquiry Thus, the community, you know, the group dialectic and the holding that's there of many bodies being present with others, but also that just cultivating presence yourself and cultivating presence is it's not just sitting your butt down on a, in a chair. It's actually doing the digestive work of seeing through and metabolizing the all your history you know and that takes time and it takes some um, i think will and it takes compassion like so much compassion my sense is like um first things first is really um looking at what gets in the way of our ability to be compassionate with ourselves and dealing with, and I, I know you know this, dealing with the superego or the inner critic, that kind of mo monkey that's on our back. 
those are the places I know to um, start. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say what you speak of there, I would say the Dion approach has been such a powerful path in really doing that work, both with the superego, the inner critic, getting a really deep understanding of how to be with ourselves and uh, which involves presence, non-doing, not interfering with our experience, the Lataif, compassion, the importance of compassion yeah. and the importance of with the starting with the first thing first of seeing what is standing away in in the way of my compassion and and not forcing the compassion but rather exploring and being curious about why is the compassion not here is there something blocking it what is the what is the status state of affairs basically and then the joy aspect with that which has to do with the love and the curiosity which i feel is very much in this space and also yeah, like you said, the will aspect, um, st st being steady in the practice and not falling off the wagon, uh, consistency, yes. yeah. So. And if you fall off the wagon, you um, look at, you learn from that, you know. Yeah. We all fall off the wagon, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> like, what did... Yeah, and then we learned from like, oh, wow, I'm way down in the mud here. Yeah. Yeah, look at my mud. Yeah, look at my yeah. mud. Yeah. 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 I really appreciate that emphasis, which again brings in that non-hierarchical view of really valuing all aspects of the journey and seeing it for what it is and being bringing in that sense of compassion and humanity in the process and fragility as well. You know, the fragility of being human. <laughs> yes, yes. The vulnerability of being human. Yeah. yeah. The difficulty of the human journey, whether you're doing it with some sort of awakeness and intention or you're doing it in a more conventional, I'm just living my life. It's, it, there's, a, there's difficulty inherent in some sense, isn't there? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. I feel very moved to, yeah, I'm really curious about what's happening inside of you right now. Well, I was just thinking, I'm curious about what's happening inside of you. So that's, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just, um, you know, wondering, I'm, I think I am wondering like, what is, um, what else is needed? You know, like if, if we're sitting and sensing into the field here, but I'm thinking the greater field, almost into the future. Mm. Like what if someone is listening, what do their hearts need and what kind of support? And I can feel a sense of loving kindness coming into the field as I ask that question and openness. Mm. Yeah. And compassion. Yeah. And, you know, an interest, I'm wondering for yourself as, you know, you sit with folks, you know, people, you know, that you might consider your, um, your cohort group in the school, 
I don't know how long you've been in the work, but newer students, um, what are you noticing and seeing? What are the themes that are coming forward for folks as they think about being in the world and not of it? Hmm. How does that land on you? Hmm. Yeah, it does seem to be um, difficult times. That's that's that that's definitely comes to me, and I'm reminded of of a interview that I saw with Sandra Maitri, and I don't know, I I can't recall who interviewed her, but she was doing a very personal interview about her own journey, and she was talking about the state of the world, and she said something to the effect of. It looks difficult, and I'm also aware of how much work it's taken me to get to where I'm at right now, which also brings in this notion of sobriety in terms of how yeah. long this may actually last, like how this may continue going, moving in a difficult direction, because this work is not easy. And also it requires so much from a human being. It requires so much dedication and also a sense of openness and, and many other aspects that we've already touched on throughout this podcast. So yeah, I, I do notice con- contemplating this question. I, I get a little bit sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh-huh. at my environment and my my um, I just feel into the collective and also the collective youth I can't I, I'm not seeing a very clear movement towards our death and towards liberation uh, in our collective mm-hmm. and our in my perspective our systems and the culture we live in isn't supporting it either it's very uh, limited in its perspective and those limitations seems to be very rigid and very hard very difficult to change as well Mm. so unless there is some major crisis that is global I think it's unlikely that there will be massive leaps of change happening on the ground level in uh, with the people, um, the young people. I can only speak from what I'm seeing, you know, which is extremely limited. Yes. That is my sense of it. Uh, I've lived in the UK and now I live in Norway. There are definitely things happening, but I feel I'm not seeing the level of sincerity and the level of deep, uh, like true, deep integration and maturity that is required for for things to truly move forward in a way that is sustainable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where you feel this actually has feet that can walk for years. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
So how to, as you kind of land in that, what's here right now for you? I feel a sense of openness. I definitely feel mm. a sense of openness around my head and around my back. And it feels very... I also feel grateful to in, for the opportunity to simply share that perspective and have it heard uh, and witnessed and, and received, you could say. Uh, not And being aware that, you know, this is one perspective um, but this is what I'm seeing, and I feel very, at one level, I feel okay with that, as it is, you know, it is what it is. And simultaneously, I do also notice a flame that is burning for, yeah. for the truth, and for this deeper truth, and for this work, basically. A flame that is burning so strongly for this work. Uh, mm. that's what I notice in my heart, like a blaze as well. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. So where are you feeling the blaze right now? <laughs> it's it's in my heart center. I would say center in my of my heart, and then it's blazing also upwards. So there is a movement upwards, and it's really, really massive <laughs> and constant yeah. at the same time. Yes. So as you hold that in your awareness and you hold the words that you just said about your experience in this time, being a younger person on the planet, I mean, how are you holding both of those and what, and what happens? Um, Yeah, so what comes forth is that I, I notice my hands coming together, bowing my head and really feeling my dedication to my purpose in this lifetime. Mm. It's foreground for me, my per dedication to my purpose and fulfilling that purpose. Mm. Ah, so what it looks like is some sort of physical expression of your inner flame. <laughs> yeah 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 and you know i appreciate your openness here and your willingness to do i think you asked earlier about five to ten minutes ago about well what can we do how do we stay with the difficulty the suffering that is here how can a student or a human do this and you just um allowed yourself to do that by just Staying within the moment, your experience of what it's like to be a younger human on this planet, knowing that, you know, it's, you are one of many and it's yours. Yeah. Yeah. What comes up for you when you yeah, hear me speak and what are your own perspectives on this situation? I think that um, I have a lot of curiosity. Um, open curiosity. I get to a point where I 
feel I just bow and practice when I look at the world, the world that we're in. And, um, but I also experience great, great love. I always call it the collective because that's how I perceive it. The collective, all of us here, you know, and, you know, maybe the state that we're in, you know, the state that we're in collectively. So great love and uh, not knowing and a certain sense of humility. I'm, I'm, hum, I'm humbled by it, but I also feel a sense of um, space and I would say some freedom, a sense of freedom, a sense of okayness, even as I hold, hold the collective, the planet, the people, all my, all my people who are part of the one body that I'm part of, I feel a great sense of care. It matters to me what's happening. And I also feel some sense of open freedom. I guess I could say a sense of whatever happens, ultimately, it, it will be okay. Yeah. And I don't know why that's there, but it is. <laughs> Yeah, but that does that okayness does not um, remove me from the care and the precision of the care. You know, each blade of grass and each human matters. So it's like both are here simultaneously and love. I resonate very deeply with that. I resonate very deeply with that. Mm. And also the multidimensionality in what, what we're speaking of and what you're speaking of, you know, the okayness simultaneously, the sense of deep caring. So really valuing the individual, valuing our humanity, valuing this life at the same time being grounded in that sense of implicit freedom and the deeper being or the deeper ground of awareness and that is eternal and in, in the inherently free and um, yeah yeah, and it brings that another word to me, that sense of integration, which I very much felt before speaking with you. I felt that integral quality of, of, of in your location, if I may say so. Uh, and for me, that does come through as uh, through how you emphasize and especially the emphasizing both the care and the freedom. It's not an either or, but a both. 
and a sense of inclusivity and valuing the different aspects of of uh, a human being and being a soul and so forth. Mm. Mm. Yes, you know, I'm aware as, as we're sitting here that just a certain kind of density that's here and that has to do with the topic that we're talking about and a certain kind of sobriety and and if there's an unfamiliar quality i'm not sure what it is but my sense is that um we have to stay um present with our own experience as we contemplate as you were contemplating your experience um, being on the planet at this time and what that brings up for us and to not move away from that and to do our work there to stay on that edge and in that discomfort as we do in any other inquiry that we're involved in and to stay with it because i have a sense of it as a, some sort of portal for us yeah so it seems important work in whatever each one of us wants to do it and how it arises for each one of us hmm. our human journey yeah You look quite sober right now. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> um, I would say the primary experience is that I'm really enjoying be with, being with you mm. and cherishing this conversation. Mm. And really valuing it. So there's a sense of appreciation and valuing the what's here relationally what's here personally the topic that we are speaking about and touching upon the awareness of the audience listening into this the contact with that sense of deep love and sincerity which I also feel is in this space. And also the allowing of the mystery, the allowing of not knowing, which brings about a certain freedom, a certain relaxedness, relaxation. And I feel also mm links in with the sobriety. Uh, sobriety, in this case, for me, is linked to the sense of integration of the different facets of my experience and the dimensions of my experience right now. Mm. Yeah. And at the same time, I do. I'm also aware of my mind. How it's easy for my mind to, or my mind has a narrative that there is a problem to fix. Right? There is something that mm -hmm. needs fixing. Yeah. And I'm aware of 
how that process or how that is also a process in my mind of how can we solve this issue right <laughs> of, a, yes, of yes. a broken world or a world in pain a world in suffering yes yeah 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 so really it's that's what we need to do right we need to kind of catch that narrative yeah yeah, yeah. that mind that um and you know i just a sense of love for the mind you know, the like that's the mind wants to get on the job and start working on that problem, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be a very but you're spe- servant. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, but you're speaking to something. I think you were noticing something about your mind, and I'm curious, like if you articulated right now, what is, how was that mind, the mental? realm as it came in was that interfering in some way with your experience or messing with it or was it supporting i'm curious i would say it was a thread more in the background that was happening parallel to everything that was happening everything else that was Mm -hmm. going on and I was aware of it in its own right and also yeah when you asked me this question I got even more curious about it to what degree um, is it is it interfering with my experience is it not is it disconnecting me from my experience is it actually supporting uh, the unfolding so I myself am getting curious about that without having an answer right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's something you'll walk with. Mm. Yes, mm. definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel that we should do the song now. I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was. I was like, I think it's time for the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Perfect. uh Let Let me get it up. Travel. 
just appreciating the tender accessibility of that song yeah you know which I think is based on a Rumi poem you know a famous classic Rumi poem and so um, it's one that I when I have done introductions to the diamond approach to folks there they're coming to just see what it's like it's one that we've often played as a way in you know, the music is accessible, but there's a tenderness around looking in the dark and and not running from it. Yeah. Landing in your experience. Yeah. And I really feel that tender openness as an invitation. You know, just land right where you're at. Yeah. That there's medicine in the dark. Yeah. And I could extend that all the way into, 
the medicine is the absolute, you know, into the deep, dark, the quiet. But I think this song is an invitation to look at those places that um, are um, not only quieter and hidden from view, but might be difficult to be with, to stay with. And that there's beauty in that, in those places or near those places. And there's beauty in the process of going through those places. So, yeah. So, it's one of my favorites. I love all music. I love music. I could have picked about 10, 10 different songs. <laughs> yeah. But that was the one that I um, have used a lot with new students or newer groups. Yeah. Mm. And how about you? Yeah, I'm simply sitting with what you shared now and yeah, feeling a deep gratitude for you and a deep appreciation for you and that song and yeah, feeling love for you per in, a, in, a, in a personal way. Aww. Yeah, that's, that's what's uh, here and the sweetness that is in, in that. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm so honored. Mm. Yeah. For people listening, are you accepting new students? Mm. That's a good question. <laughs> That's a hard question to ask a diamond approach teacher. <laughs> um, I am. I'm, I'm right on the edge of, of at, you know, for a short time being full, but um, I am, if, if, if people feel called, you know, I'm in Minneapolis area, I'm in the Midwest. So, um, and I'm a teacher in a new group that is forming. So there is an, there is a new group that is forming in the Midwest. So, but yeah, I am. I guess I am taking a few new students. Hmm. Uh, In yeah. person or online? Well, um, I have right now. I do. I do both. You know, local folks are working with me. Um, they get to choose, pick and choose. Okay. And of course, I have folks that aren't local, and it's online for sure. Yes. Hmm. Wonderful. And you're starting in your group. So I don't know if that's something it's possible to sign up for already. In that case, I could link to it. Yes, it is. Um, it is possible where we're, it's a hybrid. So at right now, we're um, twice a year, we're online. And the other two times, we'll be in person. And yes, it's still open. It's just forming. So it'll be open for a while. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So anyone listening, if you're interested, uh, I'll post a link or a mail uh, that you can reach out to and you can explore the possibilities of yeah, either working one-to-one -one or joining the group. Yes. Yeah. I'd love that. 
Kara, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on this show. I uh, I feel a lot of deep um, love for this opportunity to be with you and uh, also so mm. thankful and optimistic when I know that you are on this planet and that this will be shared and yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, I, I'm really in touch with the value that has come through in this conversation, and I feel there is so much in it. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have to say. No, well, thank you so much, Lizzie. Yeah. Um, was, this was delightful, mm. and I feel um so much support for um this podcast that you are doing and the and the service. And how the ripple effect throughout the school, but also the community. And I'm excited to see how it unfolds. And I'm just extending my support energetically for the work that you and Eileen are doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a delight to sit with you, mm. too. And I thank you. I thank you for your presence and your authenticity and openness and kindness and deep curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.